the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter as a Broncos Blitz daily podcast post-game edition of the program. And well, this time around, it is a win for the Denver Broncos. They beat the L.A. Chargers 23-22 on a last-second field goal, 34-yarder by Brandon McManus on a just a brilliantly engineered drive. We're going to talk about that drive. We're going to talk about what led up to that drive, the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to this Broncos win. And uh, that, of course, all brought to you by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap. 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela and a locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Be sure to go check it out over there at Tap 14. That's Tap 14 on the web, tap14.com. Let's get immediately to that drive because, boy, it was a brilliantly engineered one. And, again, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. I'm going to get your reaction to the game as well, too. What do you think? Headlines, the good and the bad, you tell me from the Broncos game that was. Now, that, of course, a drive that started out on their own eight. First and 10, of course, Keenan comes out of the shotgun and hits Hireman for five yards. Then, of course, the long pass to Emmanuel Sanders. That was the key one because it was the biggest chunky yards on the drive, but it was one of two big chunks, uh, that 38-yarder to get Denver basically to midfield. Keenum then hits Devontae Booker on a short pass, and then later Tim Patrick. But then, of course, you had that offensive pass interference, which I tell you what, you know, I'm not one to usually commentate a ton on the officiating, but boy, the officiating was not good in this game. This was a game that several times on, they missed critical calls on both sides, uh, not only benefiting the Broncos, but benefiting the Chargers as well, too. Uh, the, the officiating was not good in this game, from the Justin Simmons flag to the Tim Patrick one as well, too, missing the two-point conversion, um, you know, and I, I guess I say, you know, both ways, but the three that jump out to me are those three, and they go against the Denver Broncos. So certainly the officiating was not good in this game. Uh, Keenum then hits on a short right pass to uh, Matt Lacoste for nine yards, which uh, was a big one because on second and sixteen, you know that that's a that's a play that you know that's kind of your altering play in the drive because it can go so bad from there. But then of course Denver picks up the uh, well the short pass over the middle to Cortland Sutton that gets extended for thirty yards, and then of course spiking the clock with three seconds left that brings on Brandon McManus. He nails both attempts. The first one is a iced attempt, and then he hits that second one, which boy it was kind of waning to the right or to McManus's left as it hit through the uh, the threshold of the goal post, but he most definitely got it, and the Denver Broncos get the win. Of course, that's a big uh, point that the Chargers lost because it was on the missed extra point. Of course, Bagley misses the field goal, and that's a big, big deal. So certainly uh, the Broncos, and the Broncos, look, no doubt, the Broncos left points on the board, which is what we're going to talk about initially. And look, I hate to beat a dead horse, but this continues to become a problem when it's a consistent, and, and it's really amazing that the coaching 
over and over and over again is making the same problems, the non-challenge on the two-point conversion. That's not a scoring play. Uh, they never scored. He was stopped short. He was ruled stopped short. So that's a that's a review that needs to come from the sidelines. And actually, the the uh, TV NBC, uh, excuse me, CBS cut to Vance Joseph with his flag pulled out. So he was very aware of the situation. He just never threw the flag. And whether that's because he saw something or somebody told him in his headset that he got bad information, regardless, that is such a crucial play that you got to challenge. And uh, Vance Joseph once again failing to execute late in tight situations. The drive that ended on the Philip Lindsay stuff on fourth and one. You got to take points at that time. And that's earlier in the game. You got to take those three points points and that's a chip shot field goal for Brandon McManus so you could argue that's five points left on the board with as as close as you can say Vance Joseph himself directly himself left those points on the board and that's just a big problem that continues to rear its head it is only going to be remedied in the offseason when Denver eventually moves on from Vance Joseph but there's a kicker to this and it's the news that came out this morning regarding Gary Kubiak and I'm going to get to that news in a little bit I do want to talk about what this win means for Denver when it comes to draft status because that's the question a lot of people are asking me on social media at Ronnie K Radio uh, this according to Tankathon, of course, a, a great site for uh, checking the statuses and where teams are. Denver with a win actually would have, if the season ended today, picked 7th in the NFL draft. It would have been uh, San Francisco, Arizona, Oakland, the Jets, the Giants, Buffalo, Denver. That would have been the order for the draft status. Now, in the event... Um, you know, there's tiebreakers and everything like that, but strength of schedule becomes a thing, um, and 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 so on and so forth. And unfortunately for Denver, only Jacksonville uh, has the tiebreaker that loses to Denver. So Denver doesn't win too many tiebreakers here, uh, and that's important to think moving forward. Now, with the win, Denver actually will pick 12th if the season was to end today. Now, of course, there's still plenty of more weeks left. Okay, there's still six weeks left in the season, but this is something we are monitoring and paying attention to because of the fact that, look, this is a Denver team that is not going to make the playoffs. This is a Denver team that is, uh, quite frankly, uh, they're better than how their record states, but, um, you know, many can say that you are what your record says you are. Who is that, Bill Parcells, who would always say that? I mean, that that's that's just the bottom line in the reality. I know everybody wants to talk about, well, they're a, they're a Keenum pass missed to DT and a Brandon McManus field goal away from being six and four. And that's great. But you know what? They're also a bunch of plays away from probably being two and eight as well, too. So uh, they are a, uh, a missed Brandon McManus 34 yard field goal away from losing this game. I mean, so there you can argue it both ways, and that's why I don't like to argue that too much. I, the ifs and the buts, I don't care. I look at the bottom line, and this is a team that's right now 4-6 and six with a major coaching problem, and, and they have holes at some of the most important positions on a football team. Now, I will say this, Case Keenum, how about that final drive? Boy, he was tremendous. He had command. Uh, and it's funny because it almost kind of dominoed after the Emmanuel Sanders pass. It it very much felt like 
Keenum was in control because he had to be in control and he had to get down the field real quick because obviously they were up against time with no timeouts. So it was very much a set up, go, hope for the best and just kind of wing it type deal. And it actually benefited Denver very, very greatly as Case Keenum uh, was just excellent on the drive. Um, five for five officially on the drive. Of course, really, you could say six for six, but the Tim Patrick, of course, called back on the penalty. Uh, doing some quick math here, 43-48. That's uh, 80, 83 yards passing on that final drive or something to that realm. I mean, it, it was a very good drive by Case Keenum. And look, another comeback win for him. That's what, three on the season? So certainly uh, some good signs there in overall a game that was not great uh, from Case Keenum. He was inaccurate. There were times where he looked flustered. He would uh, just... Th- it, 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 and and it's and it's maybe more a testament to the offensive play calling because boy they really didn't get things going on offense for a majority of the game. I mean this is a Denver team that, as far as third down goes, three for ten for the game, not very good. Uh, this is a team that wasn't on the wasn't on the offensive side of the football very much at all. Period. Uh, they were out time of possession, 37 minutes, nearly 38 minutes exact, to 22. So the the Chargers and the key here, the key to this win for the Chargers, and and it's funny, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dislocate my shoulder here, pat myself on the back, because I said one of the keys to the game, turnovers. The interception of Phillip Rivers... By Von Miller, your game changer. Look, this was a huge, huge play in the game because uh, the the Chargers are essentially uh, looking to move into position to almost kind of take a kill shot. Uh, Chargers are up nineteen to seven at that point, um, and and this is a a pass that on a screen pass would have been. Uh, potentially a, a very good play that gets them into field goal territory as they were and they were really already kind of already in field goal range. And then Von Miller just steals the pass. He reads the screen pass well, and it was the game-changing play. Denver scores a touchdown on three plays after that to make it a five-point game. And then, of course, they get a three and out on defense. They come back with that seven-play, 73-yard drive that covers only three minutes. And they score the the go ahead touchdown um, at least at the time to make it twenty to nineteen. So look, that that was such a game changing play. And look, this is Von Miller continually making defensive player of the year type um type type moments. I mean, from big sacks to a crucial interception. I'm I'm pretty sure his first of the year, so uh, a big one from Vaughn, and then the offense, of course, took over from there. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap14. Of course, be sure to go check him out. Get your responses also on Twitter. At Ronnie K Radio is where you can follow me. Your instant reaction. Uh, Advent Nebula says, I really am amazed they pulled out a win with the mistakes on the coaching side. Yeah, this was one of those games where it felt like they should not have won that game. But look, L.A. gave it away. L.A. gave it away. I talked about it on a previous podcast. L.A. gave the game away. 
Uh, Big Who fan says a very good win because the Broncos beat a good team on the road. They hung in there and made pl- big plays when they absolutely had to. You know, it's kind of funny. We've, we've always talked about the Broncos and how they've kind of given games away maybe towards the later or they are the reason why they're not winning those games. And now it's kind of flip-flopped and San Diego kind of falls apart late and Denver gets the win, a, a well-needed win for this team because, boy, that locker room was starting to kind of... You were. I was. I was personally worried that a couple a couple players maybe have checked out after that loss to the to the Houston Texans bye week. Season's over. I tell you what. Credit Vance Joseph. Credit Vance Joseph for the fact that this team has not quit on him and they are still playing hard. They they are they absolutely well respect them in a game that featured Denver essentially playing with a makeshift offensive line. And look, they got some starters back on the defensive side, Bradley Roby, Darian Stewart, but uh, the, the loss of Max Garcia now, and yet the offensive line played very well, very well. How about this? We're not talking about Garrett Bowles in one of these podcasts. That's a big deal. Give credit. To the Denver Broncos offensive line, Case Keenum had all kinds of time to survey fields. And uh, when it comes to sacks, how about a goose egg? Zero sacks on the game for that Chargers team. Remember, everybody was talking about, oh, it's Joey Bosa coming back and Ingram and all this pass rush, blah, 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 and uh, Derwin James. Credit the Broncos' offensive line and and some of their chipping as well too. Tight ends are, are getting involved, running backs as well too. Philip Lindsay just had a tremendous game, so uh, a lot of credit to give around. And I tell you what, let's talk about Philip Lindsay. And I will say this: look, even in the win, this is a Denver team that's got to get better as far as balance on the offensive side. Look, they threw the ball thirty-three times now, uh, thirty-two times really officially on offense. How about Colby Wadman? Colby Manning out there with the fake, a timely fake on that fake punt. Uh, Denver Broncos rushed for 19 times, and and look, 11 carries for Phillip Lindsay, not enough. Seven carries for Royce Freeman, not enough. This is a team that continually, continually on the ground is establishing themselves and dominating once more. Over the 5.5 threshold when it comes to yards per carry. I just, it's it's amazing how this Denver team is so good on the ground and yet they are unused. It is baffling. But Lindsey had a hell of a game, 11 carries, 79 yards, uh, two touchdowns. Of course, he had a pretty darn good receiving game as well, two, four receptions for 56. I mean, he really is. It's amazing. He is the best player on that roster right now. I, I should say he is the most important. Because he is the little engine that goes. He is the piston that goes up and down in the Denver Broncos offensive motor that they cannot function without him. We saw that in the uh, game where he was ejected against New York. Uh, This is a team that just seems discombobulated when he is out of the lineup. They don't know what they are, but yet when he touches the ball, he is just some sort of lightning rod that ignites this Denver Broncos offense. And it is pretty, pretty cool to see. For a kid out of CU, I will say this, uh, you know, because the while he is turning heads and playing really, really well, uh, I, I'd like to see him tone down the smack talk. Uh, there were there was a a moment he was caught smack talking some Charger defenders 
uh, in the game. I believe it was the third quarter. Uh, and look, he's a fiery guy, and I get it. But boy, he's got a he's got a lot of smack talk for a guy who's sitting right now on a four and six football team. Uh, need to need to chill it out. Get work done because again, we've seen him where he kind of reacts in a certain way. Maybe not 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 an attitude problem, but just fiery. And I appreciate that fire, but you got to kind of contain it because you can't be doing anything that hurts your team, like getting a penalty, potentially getting ejected from the game. I mean, look, uh, you don't want to give the officials an opportunity to control your destiny in the game, and by Starting that jawing, you're giving them that opportunity. Don't do it. But overall, obviously, great, great play. Uh, your reaction on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio, is uh, where you can uh, react. Now, I was talking about the draft status. Uh, Ryan Green, of course, our friend over there at CBS4, great uh, photog. Uh, or vid- Vidtog. Is that what they officially call videographers now? Uh, he says, you're a thief of joy. Talking about the draft status. And look, that's the it's the interesting debate. Because Denver's kind of in that no man's land. We're at four and six. You know, do you want to win some games and maybe kind of potentially all of a sudden push for uh, fringe contentionship? Do you want to just lose your games for draft status? I mean, it's this, you know, it's morale. You know, there's there's so much kind of hanging in the balance. And so, um, you know, I'm just trying to bring the I'm just trying to bring the factual truth to you guys. That's all I do at the Broncos Blitz podcast. Uh, Chad Smythe, uh, Smythers, Memphis CDs says exact opposite ending of every other game. This time Broncos didn't have to mess up at the end. Defense and O-line did their part, but still questions about play calling a quarterback. Yeah, look, Case Keenum until the final drive was mediocre at best, and the play calling was not good throughout the entirety of the game. But I do agree with you. Defense stepped up, and the offensive line was just tremendous. I mean, the offensive line really was. They, uh, it's funny how Max Garcia now out to go with Ron Leary, uh, and, and yet th- this is a, a, a Denver Broncos offensive line. You could argue this is their best game of the year against one of the better pass rushes they've played. Football makes no sense. It makes no sense. Uh, Sarath Chang says, didn't even watch the last three minutes because I had to work, but more importantly, can't take the heartache anymore. Yeah, boy, they're kind of tugging at the heartstrings, those Denver Broncos. Uh, Money Sherman says, I think you need to be a certain radio member's um, mentor. Wow, thanks for the uh, comment. Maybe somebody was uh, calling me out during the week. I don't know. I'll have to figure out. We'll dive deeper into that. Um, in- interesting comments from Vance Joseph postgame, uh, who talked about the non-challenge. Two-point conversion, of course, the one that they did not challenge on the Case Keenum run. He sticks the ball out. It looks apparently pretty clear, at least from replay, his knee is not down before that ball crosses the plane of the end zone. That would have made it a a good two-point conversion, and quite frankly, Denver would have not needed that last-second field goal, though obviously they'll take it. Uh, Vance had an interesting comment post-game. He said, get the call right. How about that? Don't always put it on us. I'm going to be interested to see how, uh, you know, teams or, or really the NFL looks at that because while, you know, again, the NFL really should take a peek at this game, um, even in the win, it was bad officiating. Uh, but I got to say, man, th- this is still a uh, Vance Joseph-led team that is not making the correct decisions um, on the norm when it comes to 
challenges, decision-making. And so, Vance, just move on. Just move on, man. Don't worry about them getting it right or wrong. Get it right or wrong yourself first before you start worrying about other people. Uh, because, look, this is a Denver team that, while it is a great win against a L.A. Chargers team, and I, quite frankly, have always thought is overrated, but, you know, they're a seven-win team. Uh, this is certainly one of those moments that I think Vance could have just said, just taken the high road. But, look, I think this is a desperate coach coaching desperately. You know, from the fourth and one with Case Keenum uh, or, or Philip Lindsay. Uh, running that football, and, and look, if you get it, you, you look good, but certainly this was not a, a decision where you should be leaving points on the board. I mean, it, it, take those points and play defense, and particularly because the defense was playing well, would have liked to see them do that. So, uh, Sarath always uh, chimes in as well, too, regarding that topic, says, wasn't that a scoring play? It, it wasn't a scoring play because the result was not a score. Now, in the event where they ruled it, Case Keenum did get the two-point conversion, then they can automatically review. But because he was short, they don't review. And again, we've talked about this already in the podcast earlier. Vance Joseph literally had his flag out, was ready to throw it, and decided otherwise for whatever the reason. So, uh, lots to unpack from this game, but uh, let's essentially go through our quickly good, bad, and ugly. Going to give the good, obviously, to that final drive. Look, Case Keenum, give him credit. Put some respect on that man's name. Because that was an excellent final drive. Uh, you complete passes and and call plays at the line of scrimmage under a minute, no timeouts, knowing that you got to get seventy yards because they started from their own eight. You got to get seventy yards, man. That's a hell of a job. Well done to Case Keenum and that Denver Broncos offense. Got to give game balls to the offensive line. Offensive line was just tremendous. I mean, this offensive line was absolutely mauling sometimes. The L.A. Chargers pass rush, which is a very, very good pass rush. And look, Joey Bosa may have been very much more of a decoy, but look, we saw him in the backfield a couple times. A couple tackle for losses. I mean, this is a guy who was playing effectively and certainly uh, was a problem in the past and uh, contained, I should say, this time around, and that is great for the Denver Broncos. Uh, Got to give a game ball, of course, to Philip Lindsay, who just, look, this is a kid who just week after week after week, continually a, 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 a player that is establishing himself as the best player on the Denver Broncos offense. That is pretty clear. And what I think is almost near, damn near the linchpin of this team because they don't do anything on offense without this guy right now. And certainly he has been stellar. Uh, lastly, I want to give it to that defense. Look, uh, a ton of production from many of their big names, including Bradley Chubb, who got a sack. Uh, Adam Gotsis got a sack. Of course, Chris Harris Jr. with the interception. And then Von Miller with quite arguably a game-changing Season-changing question mark interception? We'll have to see. We'll talk about it more, of course, on upcoming Daily Broncos Blitz podcasts where you can find me, of course, on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. And then always at MyLaySports.com where got a lot of stuff going on over there. Be sure to go check it out. Great writing from my friends over there, Sean Drotar, TJ McBride, 
uh, Zach Seegers, Rich Kurtzman, Justin Michaels, a lot of good stuff over there at milehighsports.com. I believe Doug Otto will write in a, uh, a juicy column as I speak on the Daily Broncos Blitz podcast, so be sure to go check it out, milehighsports.com. And, of course, follow on Twitter. Be sure to do that, at Ronnie K Radio. Tell me what you think. What do you think of this Broncos win? Four and six. Are they back in it? No, don't be too optimistic, right? We're still trying to lose from draft status, right? Or are we? I don't know. I want your response. On Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio, that's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter, and of course, always, with the complete archive of the Broncos Blitz podcast at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. See you, y'all.